Hello everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is the place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, and all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. Uh, and I'm here today with my guest, Rob Rains. Rob, welcome to The Totally Well Show. Thank you so much, Joyce. I'm so excited. I just met Rob and um, just one of those things, the universe brings me somebody in my life who I just need to hear from. And I'm very grateful to be able to tap into your knowledge base and uh, hear your story. But first of all, I want to tell our guests that you're another Groton resident. Yes. Um, you uh, have children, you're married. Yes, I have a uh, wonderful wife of uh, almost 22 years, oh, with wow. 22 years this summer, and uh, seven children. Seven? <clears throat> yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank beautiful. You. I have five, so that's uh, You know the drill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love children. Working on, I call, I'm a hockey family, so I call my grandkids my second line, so we get, we get a good second line going on now. <laughs> there you go. That's great. <laughs> yeah. We, we were still all first line. Uh, uh, my eldest daughter, second child, just uh, was just recently married, so oh, congrats. I'm sure the second line will be coming in a few years. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. That's Thank beautiful. You. And when I met you, you told me that, um, that you work in the IT field. I do. What, what specifically, more specifically, what do you do? Sure. I, I've been in IT for about 20 years. Yeah. Um, I have a business partner, Ben Dolan, and he and I own, uh, co-own uh, Certissima Technologies and uh, basically just to help small businesses with their IT needs, small medium businesses with their uh, IT and, and related needs. Okay. All right. So small businesses. Yeah. So, uh, but big changes in your life yes. have happened as, as we've talked earlier and um, you are now a professional speaker and a, a transformation trans coach. Yes. Um, so, but this started because of something in your own life. It, it did. I, uh, yeah. <clears throat> up until fairly recently was uh, uh, fairly large, uh, well, <laughs> really large. I was close to 400 pounds. and. Uh, just felt a need to change. I mean, I, you know, I want to be there for my children. How much did you weigh? I weighed uh, a little north of 370. And I, how tall are you? 5'8". Uh, wow, that's a lot of weight for that frame. It is. Yeah. It is. How, um, how did you get there? Uh, it, I, it took a few decades. <laughs> yeah. But uh, primarily uh, just uh, binge eating and um, uh, using food as a, as a dissociation method. Not, not consciously, but just dissociating through food from, uh, you know, instead of feeling pain or other things, instead of dealing with um, emotions that, that come up due to the normal stresses of life, I would eat instead. So can, is it okay if I ask you these questions? Absolutely. So when you said dissociate, can you tell me what that meant to you? Sure. <clears throat> One of the things, so this is something I'm, I'm using terms and, and concepts that I've discovered primarily since I began my journey because I needed to in order to change but I learned that our brains are amazing gifts and there's part of them that's um, designed to keep us alive, to protect us mm -hmm. and to perpetuate our species. Uh, and that part uh, is responsible for things like our, our drive to eat, um, our, our heartbeat, uh, <clears throat> our uh, breathing and so forth, the things that, the, the, the unconscious uh, activities. And that part of our brain also uh, deeply protects uh, who we are it protects us not only from physical danger, but also from uh, mental uh, and emotional danger. And 
sometimes it does that by causing us to back away from or dissociate from things that cause us pain. Mm -hmm. So uh, separate from or, or cover? Uh, uh, anything that causes us pain, it kind of backs us away or, or, or causes that separation. Okay. The, the, the clinical term is dissociation. Okay. It causes us to dissociate. Uh, is that similar to how a person who might be using uh, substances like drugs um, Absolutely, yeah. So any addiction is just a more severe form of dissociation. Okay. It's exactly the same thing. Right. Again, in what I've discovered, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not an expert in the field, but these things I've discovered from my well, personal training. Well, you are training. an expert because you've been through this, so that don't, don't uh, um, underestimate the value of your expertise here. I, I appreciate it, and I, yeah. it's a, I'm an unwitting expert, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think every human being has, has dissociated in one form or another. You know, if we have a boss yelling in our face or a toxic coworker or a, uh, a frustration with a spouse or an angry teenager, we back away. Uh -huh. You know, we've all had that experience where we withdraw and say, okay, I'm not going to talk to that person for a little bit, or I'm going to walk in the other room, I'm going to step away. Those are all ways to dissociate. They're not always healthy, but... They're, they're quick ways to disengage. Addiction is just a more severe form of that. Could I ask you what was going on in your life that was painful? Sure, um, without, without going into great detail, there was some, uh, some childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. I have a, uh, and, and, and that, that caused some um, pain throughout life, uh, more emotional pain to me, but I had a, a younger brother uh, that I lost to suicide Mm -hmm. a couple years ago as a result of some of the trauma that he experienced. Um, within your, your family of origin? Within family, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, primarily from uh, my mother. She's, uh, she passed away in 2001. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, my dad is still around and he's fantastic. He's great and very understanding. Um, but um, anyhow, there, there was a good amount of pain left over from that and uh, had a, a deep and, and lasting and unfortunately negative impact on the self-image and identity of, of some of my siblings and I, uh, particularly difficult impact on my younger brother. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so multiple uh, siblings in our family have carried that around for, for some years. Mm -hmm. I think it's common for um, uh, things happen in families and, yeah. I, I th that, and that's why I asked, so thank you for sharing sure. and being vulnerable there. Um, I just like to help people understand that they're not the only ones who have gone through things and have the feelings we do. So yeah, thank um, you. I listened to one this morning from a fellow named um, who was on Steve Weatherford, and his name is London pa Papa Michael. Okay. Um, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he had a um, separation from his father at around ten. Mm and was very scarred from it and he shares about the feelings he had and so this idea of you know children without fathers you know without a parent and what what can happen so anyway thank you for sharing that yeah to put it <coughs> briefly in perspective um, uh, my mother suffered from what we believe we posthumously believe to have been borderline personality disorder mm -hmm. and that tends to have a pretty negative and and uh, large impact on on uh, children. So again, putting putting it in perspective, I don't want to demonize her in any way. She she had her own struggles that uh, right, that I, I empathize with. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really kind of you. And um, it sounds like you've done a, a lot of work through that to work through that to get to this side. But that helps put in perspective for me 
where this started because sure. I think people need to know there's it's it's a protective mechanism absolutely yeah so um, anyway so then what um, so yeah the the the, the 370 over, pounds. Yeah, the 370 <laughs> pounds. I give it, it it's, it's a, um, not a totally accurate number, but uh, when I started my journey, I did want to get a, a before weight. Yeah. But uh, I didn't have a scale that went that high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I waited until a few days into, uh, into the journey, but it was about, about 370. My end goal is to, uh, to be at about 170, which I think is a healthy weight for someone my height. And yeah. uh, so it'll be a 200-pound loss when I'm finished. I'm wow. about 165 pounds into into that weight loss at the moment. Wow, and you look fantastic. Thank, thank you yeah, so much. And it, from what you've told me, it sounds like you feel fantastic. Yes, much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how'd you do it? Sure, I, <clears throat> the specific program I followed is called Bright Line Eating. Yeah. And um, it's a, it, narrowing it down, it's essentially eliminating sugar and flour. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe this is everyone's case, but in my case, uh, I have an addiction, a physical addiction to sugar and flour that I use those comfort foods to dissociate so often that they're... Uh, they work. And, and yes, they work really well, <laughs> too well. Neural pathways are there. And just to give uh, the Bright Line Eating Program, the word bright line, I think, comes from the law, from the legal term, Absolutely. which is a hard, fast line, so that to stop. Yes, a, a hard, fast line is something that's very clear and easy to define. Yeah. That there's there's no ambiguity about which line, which side of the line you've you've, you've landed on. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've cut sugar and flour outside out of my diet. Completely. Uh, the, yeah. So there's the, not. Should I have it today? It's. Right. It's, I don't need that. Not my food. Yes, it's, it's just out, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's been out of my life for about uh, 11 months. Yeah. It was scary at first. I, I literally mourned ice cream and brownies. Of course. I'm Did you dream about them? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're in my head, Joyce. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, but uh, probably the most fun part was getting my family on board. Oh, There's um, yeah. one of the... One of the things I discovered was that having a tribe, having someone around you to help and support was really critical. And I joined some Facebook groups um, that were Brightline Eaters and others mm -hmm. trying to be healthy that really helped a lot. Mm -hmm. It was incredibly helpful. But I realized I've got this family. This is my tribe that I've chosen. And I can't walk away mm -hmm. you know, uh, if, if they're not following the same eating plan. So to get them on board, I made a deal with each of my children and said, when I lose an amount of weight equal to what you weigh, I will uh, take you out on a daddy-kid date, and I'll put you on my back and carry you around the house. <laughs> and, uh, and so I've, I've uh, surpassed uh, each of my children. I think this week I'm surpassing the uh, heaviest of my kids, but I've surpassed each of my children and my wife. Oh, you're going to make me cry. In weight. So it's, it's been fun. <laughs> It's been it's a lot of fun. Beautiful. I love how you engage them so creatively. And and, and they they took they um, they took the challenge. So my uh, my now nine year old daughter Tia, she when she was eight, we I took her uh, trick or treating last Halloween. Yeah. Uh, people would offer candy to the kids, and they'd say, you know, hey dad, you're dressed up too. Do you want some candy? And she'd get between me and the candy and say, no, my dad's not going to have that. Thanks. <laughs> he's, he's he's good. Which was great. I got the kids on board, and they were protecting me, so it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. So in, it, 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 did you make other changes besides just the flour and the sugar? I did. <clears throat> I had to. Um, in, in order to make a, a change that large, I felt, I, I learned for myself that there's a, a change inside. There's an identity 
uh, change, uh, change to the self-image, that mm -hmm. I had to see myself differently. Otherwise, it was going to be a miserable journey as it had been for the last two and a half decades. Yeah. Um, I, there were so many times I'd tried and uh, uh, just really wanted that change, but didn't realize how to do it. And so changing that self-image took, took some time. It, it, I needed to uh, change how I think, mm -hmm. uh, change the thoughts that I entertain consistently, needed to change the language and syntax that I use, uh, and then change various behaviors and willingness and attitudes. So can you give me an example of when you say change the language and syntax, like what you used to say versus what you say now? Absolutely. <clears throat> so one of the changes comes uh, right out of the Brightline Eating book, uh, but that is uh, I no longer use the language I can't eat that. I use the language I don't eat that or I choose not to eat that. Uh -huh. um, still very polite in declining food, and it's a very subtle shift, but the difference is, one is the language of a captive, I can't, and the other is the language of a captain, I choose not to. I'm steering this ship and I'm, I'm in the driver's seat, not the passenger seat. It sends a subtle signal to my self-image, to my identity, that this is who I am now, I'm this new person. I'm not a fat guy trying, struggling, desperately to lose weight. I'm a healthy person just doing what a healthy person does. Yeah. And so avoiding the, those foods becomes much easier. They still call. Yeah. But not as loudly. But and you're and I think you know this too. Rewriting and just for I guess you're actually rewiring your brain biochemically. You're re changing not just forcefully thinking something, but it's changing the structure of your brain. Yes, you are becoming a different person. That, by that, that is the goal. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so other thing you said with the the mindset shift you yeah. you were getting into another piece there sure <clears throat> i um identity is something i've begun to learn about a lot in the past year <clears throat> excuse me and it's uh, quite powerful i've learned that our identity whatever we identify as pulls us very strongly in that direction and so for in, in my case if i identified and have for the past few decades as a fat person, as a heavy person, mm -hmm. um, no, any attempts I made to change in a positive direction were thwarted. Mm -hmm. I was pulled back uh, with an almost irresistible pull to, mm -hmm. to, to, go, to fall back into old comfortable habits. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> when I changed that identity to, I'm a person who no longer eats sugar, I'm a person who no longer eats flour, I'm a person who um, you know, eats correct portions and uh, doesn't snack in between meals. Those are, those are small shifts, mm -hmm. but that new identity was, was something that took some effort, took some work uh, to do. That pulls me in that direction now. It's almost a, um, uh, it, it pulls me almost with the same irresistible pull that I, I want to keep that now. I don't want to break the streak. I don't want to um, lose who I'm becoming. It's interesting, the idea of practice. So when I look at my grandchildren, the little ones, so the youngest one is two, oh. and I see him practicing words and how to say things and put them together, and each time, it pretty you, sometimes he recognizes he's making a mistake, and he, you can see his frustration, but he practices it. And after a while, we get so good at learning and that whole, you know, maybe when we get to school, we, we're studying and we call it something else. Mm -hmm. So here you all of a sudden decide you want to make this huge change, which I see a lot of my clients do as well, mm -hmm. and myself, and we want it to happen overnight sure. without practice. And so I love that you have this, you had a method mm -hmm. and a, send, uh, a structure and some consistency to the persistence and, persistency and consistency to the practice. 
so that you get good at it. Right. So it wasn't overnight that you changed your identity. It's, it's not. There's a, a, a famous line, or a line from a movie called uh, Forever Strong. It's the name of the movie, and it's, uh, it's about a rugby player that has some uh, drug addiction problems and uh, it eventually turns his life around, but there's a point at which he's at a, uh, a juvenile detention center, and the person who runs the center says to him, your problem is that ever since you've come here, you've been trying to go back home the same kid you were when you walked in the door. Mm-hmm. And that, that struck me. That, that became, for me, relevant to my journey. I couldn't get to the other end. I couldn't get to the 170 pounds the same guy that I was when I started. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. I needed to become a new person. And I, I love the person that I'm becoming. That's, that's different. I, didn't, I wasn't in love with the old guy. I really wasn't yeah. um, an ideal father, an ideal husband. I really like who I am now. So this has improved your life in so many ways. And now a whole new career is emerging as a public speaker, which I'm sure you'd be fantastic at. I I hope so. Oh, yeah. You're you're very well spoken. and, And then to see you sitting down and having this kind of a conversation with clients um, and helping them learn from the dummy tax you pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I paid the tax and it is, it's thrilling when I share principles with them uh, that give them those aha moments and they say, this, this is what I needed. This is exactly what I needed. This, uh, it's wonderful. That's a great reward. I'm curious about your, some of the structure. I know, so Rob, your website is PowerfulIdentity.com. Yes. And they'll put that up on the lower third, so our guests okay. will know how to reach you. Um, you, when you and I were chatting, you talked about the your seven um, specific shifts. You had sort of a signature program that you use with your clients. Yes. Can you give me a little quick? We well, don't have too too much time, but sure. Yeah, a quick summary <clears throat> of what that. Yeah, they're <clears throat> they're. Um, I had a a client in the beginning ask me, how did you change your identity? And I went and thought about it and wrote a lot about it and came up with seven specific shifts that I made. I'll just list them out quickly now, but without much explanation for purposes. I'm going to jot them down. Sure. The first one I call powerful thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one is powerful language. Yeah. That's the thing I mentioned to you about changing the language and syntax. Um, A third one is powerful knowledge, being willing to study whatever it is that we're trying to change in and become an expert in. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth is powerful tribe, surrounding mm-hmm. ourselves with support. The fifth one is uh, powerful motivation. This is tra- changing from being driven by fear to being driven by love or motivated by love. Um, that's a big, big piece. Um, the sixth one is powerful sacrifice. And that's a scary word, but it simply means changing our focus from whatever it is that we're giving up to whatever it is that we're getting. So it's still a focus on good things. It's just uh, not pining after the things that we've decided we're going to bury or give up. In my case, sugar and flour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the seventh one is powerful focus. Um, that idea comes from uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. where he talks about focusing on who we're becoming instead of focusing on the end goal or, or the destination. Mm-hmm. Focusing. so. For that last one, creating a vision? Sure. So in, <clears throat> it's changing my focus. So instead of, um, instead of focusing hard on the 170 pounds, which is my eventual goal, it's mm-hmm. my destination, if I hang my hat and my happiness on the 170 pounds, 
then from 370 all the way down to 171 is going to be a miserable, arduous journey. Mm -hmm. But I'm focusing instead on who I'm becoming. Every day that I follow the habits of a healthy person, regardless of what my weight currently is, mm -hmm. every day that I follow those habits is a good day. That's mm -hmm. a day where I succeeded. It's a day where I cast a vote for the new identity, for the new person. And so it's a day where I can be happy and satisfied with what I've done. And so this journey has been joyful and not miserable. It's been, I don't want to say easy, that's not a fair word, but it's been easier than it could have been. It's not been arduous or miserable. It's been enjoyable because of that change in focus. So it really sounds like, although you have this goal to be at a certain weight, it sounds like that's really not your goal. It's more of an outcome. Right. It's, <clears throat> it's who I'm becoming. Um, while, I'm, while I'm continuing in my journey of health, there may be days where I slip below 170 or slip above it by a few pounds, but those aren't going to throw me off. Those are not bad days. Mm -hmm. They're learning to adjust and, and learning to be healthy continuously for the rest of my life. That's the goal. It's who I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. um, and as part of that, it's you know, becoming a better husband, becoming a better father, becoming someone who has more energy and is more industrious, mm -hmm. becoming someone that uh, connects better with other people mm -hmm. as opposed to dissociating through food. All, all those things are part of this new identity and, and that becoming is, that's the journey, that's the fun. Mm -hmm. um, any one of these items that you listed are more important than another? Or they all have equal <clears throat> strength? That's, that's a fantastic question. They're not, and that's the reason I call them shifts and not steps. Shifts. Because if they were steps, you'd have to do them in order, right? You'd have yeah. to do one and then do two and then do three. These are shifts. It's like a combination lock. All the tumblers need to be in the right place, but it doesn't matter what order you get the tumblers in. Okay. As long as you've got them all in there, as long as you've shifted them all correctly, yeah. you can do them in any order. And, and they're just all things that need to be in place for, for us to shift that identity more easily. So this feels, it sounds so similar to how I talk with people and they come in, I just want to focus on the diet. And I'm like, that doesn't work like that because it's all connected. <laughs> Um, so it sounds like a very holistic approach that you're really encompassing the whole person. Yes, it's, it, it is becoming a new person. It has yeah. to. And you're, you're right. People have asked me the same, you know, just focus on it. Just tell me about the eating plan. And I say, listen, the eating plan is you shop less in the bakery section. You shop more in the produce section. That's we all the know easy that. part. We all know that. That's right. We don't, you don't need me to tell you that. It's, it's the mental work that's harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was curious too about the, the word um, sacrifice because I, I think what it elicited for me was it, it, sometimes it is more work than what I'd been willing to do or mm -hmm. at least more work than the, the mountain I had imagined cooking two eggs would be. Sure. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> can you talk a little bit more on sacrifice, like what that means? Sure. <clears throat> There's a... Uh there's a, a story in a, a book of ancient scripture about um, a, a people that have that decided to change their, their ways. They wanted to go from being a murderous, idolatrous people to becoming a hardworking, uh, peaceful, reverent people. And as, as part of this, they, this group got together and they performed a ceremony in which they dug a big hole in the earth and uh, buried their swords as a token. Uh, to, in, it's written that it was a token to God, but I believe it was also a token to their fellow man, the people there in that group, in that tribe, mm -hmm. um, that they were not going to take those swords up again. Not only would they stop uh, the harmful uh, the, um, actions of murder mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, just living a life of idleness, but that they would 
they promised God and their fellow men that they would become a covenant, a, a, um, or covenanted that they would become a, a, an industrious people, a reverent people, a, um, a peaceful people. And I believe that those types of changes are, uh, are, are part of this journey that uh, in addition to changing my eating habits, I needed to bury certain practices like dissociation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I needed to eat dinner with my family and not uh, you know, hoard ice cream in front of Netflix. I needed to make changes. I needed to become more industrious, get up earlier in the morning and do the dishes for my wife instead of sleeping in. Uh, those sorts of things. I know those sound like small changes, but those are all part of becoming but, a new person. But each one of those sound like the first time you try it feels hard. Yes. But now they sound like just who you are. Yes. It, 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 the first so it's time, only hard at the beginning. Yeah, the first time with any habit is, yeah. is new. It takes more energy. It's like a uh, a, a rocket taking off. There's that escape velocity that yeah. takes all of the, almost all of the fuel. Yeah. But once that rocket gets out there, its its journey is much much easier and yeah. only re- requires little spurts of fuel here and there just to correct course. I love the rocket analogy. That's awesome. So sure, there, there is some energy at the beginning required to get that escape velocity. But once you're once there's some momentum, it, it becomes very automatic. That's awesome. Um, couple more questions sure and then my closing i usually close with a few questions but um what are you afraid of what am i afraid of? <laughs> wow that's a, a <laughs> huge question um <clears throat> i am so I- in a larger sense i'm afraid of anything that uh that causes me to to see myself as inferior as as any i, I think most of us are afraid of those types of things um, in, in, this, in this particular setting, I'm afraid of uh, or, or try to avoid anything that would cause me to want to go back to being the person that I was. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I fear that not in the sense of being overly concerned and stressed about it, but in the sense of definitely wanting to choose a path that avoids that, that goes around becoming who I was. Uh-huh. So being vigilant and, and aware, mindful. Yes. Um, so we're getting down to the end of the show. I have about three minutes left. And I always ask my guests, what are the top three things it takes for them to be totally well? Um, so you have about three minutes to elaborate. Okay. Well, no pressure. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> they change all the time. But sure. the, just what comes to mind today. Sure. Uh, for me, the top three things are, uh, first, a, a, uh, a personal connection. Um, and, and, and I don't. Uh, don't want to push a belief system or anything like that. For me, it's a connection with God. Other people might say a connection with the universe or a connection with themselves, but ba- basically an intuitive and thoughtful, uh, deliberate connection uh, with something higher and better than us mm-hmm. that helps us to, to find peace, that helps us to be able to look objectively at things. The, the second part of that is um, taking care of my body and mind and, and heart, just uh, eating properly and uh, connecting with other people. And the third is just continuing to uh, build and surround myself with a a tribe of wonderful people that are supportive of uh, the new person that I'm becoming. And and again, starting with my family, connecting with and uh, being present with and really connecting with my family. Does it extend beyond your family as well? Absolutely. There are a lot of friends and uh, others who are part of this uh-huh. part of this journey. Uh, you, you are someone that I very much enjoyed and appreciated meeting 
uh, as part of this too. So absolutely extends beyond uh, immediate family. Oh, that's nice to hear. I'd love to be in your tribe and be part of your support. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I feel like our time's almost up now for today, but I'd love to have you back on the show and talk more you. with you. Um, you've obviously learned so much, and I'm really proud of you. And Thank you. I could also use your support for me and use you as a mentor because you, you I know a lot about this and um, I really um, appreciate how much knowledge and how much you've had to study to make these changes and how vulnerable you've made yourself to, to allow that to happen. Thank you. So, so thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Joyce. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Mm -hmm.